You are listening to a podcast from Snakarikenovsk for Radio Nova. In this episode, the newcomers, Abby, Kija, Sarah, Sophie and Ampunsa, make their first radio debut. Happy listening! Hi. Hi. My name is Mac. This is Snakarikenovsk. This is Radio Nova. And you are brand new with us in the studio today. Yes, I am. So uh, it's a bit of a, a, a different kind of show we're going to have. It's a little bit of a experimental episode mm-hmm. where um, you're not alone in the studio. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of you. Make some noise. <laughs> yeah. It's a full house uh, and it's really nice to see uh, new people here. So... Today you're going to introduce a subject for us, something different, something new. Mm-hmm. What is it going to be? So I want to talk about two new dinosaur species that were discovered this past summer. Um, so the first one, which was discovered earlier on in the summer, <clears throat> it's actually called Meraxes Gigas, and it was named after um, a dragon in the song And it's this book, and it's called The Song of Ice and Fire. And it's actually what inspired Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, so that's kind of the first one. And it's actually the, the bigger dinosaur, both physically, but also in terms of um, scientific data that they gathered off of it. Um, so it is the most complete, and I may butcher this, Carcharodontosaurid okay. that has ever been discovered. Um, and so what that big word means is that um, it's a carnivorous, usually bipedal, which means it's like on two legs, um, dinosaur. And so this dinosaur kind of is similar to the T-Rex in the sense that it has like those itty bitty front arms that mm. scientists were like, what does this do? Um, and so because we found another dinosaur with like a similar bone structure, scientists are hoping that um, this new dinosaur, the Meraxes gigas, is hopefully going to help uncover some new things about the tiny forearms that T-Rexes have as well. Um, Where was it found? So it was found in Argentina, which is, uh, I think it was near the same location where the second dinosaur that I'm going to talk about was found as well. Um, and it's really exciting. So they've dated it to have lived um, between 145 and 66 million years ago, which puts it in the uh, Cretaceous time period. And the skull itself was actually found in 2012. Mm. So the process of uncovering this Meraxes gigas dinosaur started 10 years ago. Jesus, it took that long to dig in? Yeah, so it kind of shows like paleontologists are a little underrated. Um, so maybe there are too few of them. Also, if there were more um, research, could be going a little bit faster. Do you oh, think? Oh, for sure. I I definitely think so. Mm. I think if more people took interest in things like geology and paleontology, we would have maybe uncovered more complete skeletons of the Carcharodontosaurid. You know, quite possible. Yeah. Absolutely. Especially. I, th- I think um, they were talking about l- lately on the news that some places uh, due to global warming are drying up and that they could finally find stuff like where it used to be rivers or streams and then they can see. Um, it was dinosaur prints, I think they found oh, uh, yeah. under that uh, <coughs> river. So now they're like, oh, it's exciting because we can <laughs> finally dig in and 
and see what's what's more. Yeah, at least somebody is finding a positive side to, <laughs> you know, warming. global warming. <laughs> um, so then the other uh, species I wanted to talk about is called the, again, with the names, the Jacopo Caniacura. Um, and that was also discovered in Argentina. However, this one is an herbivore um, compared to the previous one I discussed, mm. which was a carnivore. And so it's like this small armored dinosaur. And it's actually, scientists are discussing, um, it may have weighed around the same as a Boston Terrier, which is a pretty small dog nowadays. Um, and so that one was also placed in the Cretaceous time period. And they're, um, they're discussing that it may have been 97 to 94 million years ago, which is, uh, I think, a little younger than the previous one. But it, it's interesting to know that they were still in the same time period because they were talking about the big dinosaur. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, he had to be such a big dinosaur because he was competing with um, those long neck dinosaurs like the Brachiosaurus. Yeah. Because that was also in the Cretaceous time period, if I'm not mistaken. And so... Uh, but it's it's a contrast because this other dinosaur who's an herbivore is tiny compared to the previous one. So I, I don't know, maybe a little contradiction of science, you know, we love maybe. those. Or maybe they're just finally figuring things out. Um, True. If you think if you find more than one type of dinosaur in, in a same region, maybe they can map up history a little bit better afterwards. Oh, right. That's true. That's true. So. Especially taking into consideration that all the continents used to be together. Mm. So maybe that'll help figure out some more things. Um, yeah. And so this dinosaur, the small one that's weighing the same as a Boston Terrier, is the first basal thyreophorin of its kind that is discovered in South America, which is really exciting because it goes back to what you were saying um, about the idea that, you know, they're finally kind of starting to put stuff together. Mm. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, do, you so, have a, do you have a big interest for the dinosaurs? Oh, my gosh, yes. So I grew up, <laughs> some people grew up watching, like, Spongebob or, like, Disney Channel. And I, unfortunately, grew up watching dinosaur documentaries and ocean documentaries. So that's good. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thing. I mean, uh, I do enjoy them, and I was definitely a dinosaur kid as opposed to a space kid or a car kid. So, yes, I mm. do love dinosaurs, and I'm very excited about these um, new discoveries because um, even though they are very different and they're only connected by, like, their location and year of discovery, um, they're kind of leaving scientists and the general public, so, like, especially me in this case. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, for some of us who really have experience of dinosaurs from Jurassic Park, mm -hmm. what is the concourse time period? Compared to Jurassic Park? Yeah. Oh, so the Cretaceous time period yeah, compared the to the Jurassic time, what time is period? That? Okay, so the, um, the time periods of dinosaurs were split up into, I think, three different time periods. So one of them is Jurassic, one of them is Cretaceous, and one of them is... I'm not sure. Um, and so... 145.5 and 65.5 million years ago. Yeah. The Cretaceous era. Okay, so we have like the Jurassic, the Triassic, and the Cretaceous. And those are, I think, the three main periods that they were split up into. Um, and the Cretaceous period follows the Jurassic period. So the Jurassic period did come first. So I guess things like the Velociraptor that Chris Pratt tamed in... Jurassic World, uh, that was alive before 
the Meraxis gigas, which was its significantly larger and more fearsome predator. Yeah, mm -hmm. correct. So that was it for the dinosaur subject of the day, which is, uh, I think it's always fascinating. I don't, I don't know about you if you're all like museums and, um, but uh, I, I used to live in London also for a few years and I, I loved going to the Natural History Museum. <laughs> One, it's free. Second, it's huge. It's got like everything in there, everything that you want. You like dinosaurs, you, you like rocks, you like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Um, it's the dream of every child, I think, especially since we've all seen the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm the same as you. I also grew up with more, more like research, dinosaur, um, Egyptology, all those things popping up um, back in the days a long time ago. And um, even the cartoons we had on TV, it was like it was American cartoons mm -hmm. or American uh, animation, or they had costumes on with dinosaur. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but I used to watch that. Barney. I have no idea. It, it was like it was like people <laughs> wearing costumes, and living the American life. You know, the the, the kids, the kitchen, the, the weird. Oh, like yeah. I don't know what it was, but yeah, I loved it. That sounds accurate. Actually, most Americans are dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, little known fact. As an American, no, I'm, okay, I'm just okay. kidding. No. Yeah. Uh, thank you so much for introducing this topic today, Abby. Yeah, of course. Happy to be here. And okay, now we have a new person here, Kizia. Hello, what's up? What's Hi. Uh, do you want to um, just uh, introduce yourself shortly? Yeah, sure. So my name is Kizia. What's good? I'm an Erasmus student here. Um, and I'm here for one semester, but I hope to, you know, make a pretty good impact here from Ireland. Um, speaking of Ireland, I want to introduce my topic, which is the education system. I know it sounds a bit boring, but look, I'm an Erasmus student. Hey, I hey. have no. It's a student radio, so you, exactly. can't, you can't bring uh, anything boring here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I hope you guys can relate to this, you know. Um, I just want to talk about how, obviously, we've just came out of a crazy, crazy pandemic, and it's had a mad effect on everyone's mental health, but no one really talks about how our mental health and its depletion has kind of synced into our education system and I kind of want to talk about how it's affected us in Ireland or in the UK. So we have an exam for 15, 16 year olds that we take called the Junior Cert or the GCSE and what usually happens is you take the exam in June but with COVID obviously most of the exams were cancelled meaning that people got predicted grades and that happened to me in 2020 with my final exams as well. Um, the main issue that COVID had on students is it affected our motivation to work. We all know we all were victims of the online school system. That was that was crazy. Doing classes online, submitting our assignments online, not really being held accountable for that either because I can't count on one hand how many assignments I actually turned in or how many classes I went to. So I want to say that, like, obviously, with the accumulation of that, my motivation went absolutely down the drain because obviously without being held accountable and not having an actual result that I worked for myself, I started to question the need for school as a whole mm. and going to university as a whole. And it's not just COVID that had that effect on us. A lot of us were on social media a lot during that time, right? We see on TikTok, everyone's talking about 
the stock market, talking about part-time jobs, they're talking about all these different ways Quick, to become easy a, money. Yes, mm-hmm. get money quick. That's exactly what I wanted to get to. That I think has been the main root of our generation's downfall in terms of the education system. Now, I'm not saying that the system is perfect. I'm not even saying that it's good. But one thing that we need to realize is that some things we just have to accept, okay? Our system is not great. We, most of the time, exams are not a true reflection of our intelligence, but it's the only option we have right now to get to where most of us want to be, unfortunately. And I think the main solution to our motivation sort of coming back is not to actually rely on motivation itself. One thing that my dad always taught me is that motivation is an emotion, okay? It flows in and out, it ebbs and flows, it changes, comes and goes. What we need to do is take motivation, yes, when it's there, utilize it, but then rely when motivation goes down, rely on something that I like to call discipline, okay? Not only do we have to accept that the system is the way it is, we need to realize that, okay, I don't want to do this. I don't want to take this exam. I don't want to go to this class. But to get to where I need to be, I have to. That's the, that's the phrase, that's the model that I kind of want to run through. I don't want to, but I have to. Yeah, once yourself we can, a goal. Exactly. And once we can get to that point in our minds, I feel like adapting to this system will become a lot easier. Ever since adapting to that, even coming here, like that's the whole reason that I was able to go on Erasmus in the first place. I found myself not enjoying my course at all for a while. I do biomedical science, if anyone is wondering or cares. None of you asked, but it's okay. <laughs> but <laughs> We care, we care. Thanks, we guys. <laughs> Thank you. That really means a lot. But I found myself really just not feeling it as much. But I realized, look, I don't like the subjects that I'm doing, but I know where I want to get with this course, so I just have to get on with it, don't I? I just did what I had to do. That For some people, that can be aiming for a first class. That can be getting 70, 80, 90%. For some people, that could just be getting your 40%. It doesn't matter what level you're at or how much work you need to put in, but just know that if you say, oh, I don't want to study because I'm not motivated, that is going to come at you every single time and it's going to come back to haunt you eventually. So, yeah, we we don't really have a choice, do we? Uh, You don't want to study because you're not motivated or you don't want to go to work because you're not feeling the job. Yeah, Uh, we all have to do things at some point. Exactly, exactly. You want to have a a decent future. You don't need to be rich and famous, but you want a decent future and you want to be comfortable. And and there are things you're just going to have to do in life. And if you're not happy with the system, then work towards uh, changing the system instead of complaining, you know, just be proactive about this. Like exactly. Study something that um, gives you the opportunity to, to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And it's the only way, I think. You Honestly, know? no, you're 100% right. I just think, like, though you're right about um, if we want to see a change in the system, we should be a change in the system. I also do want to add a sense of practicality that yeah we are still gen z we're still the young uh, younger adults of society Mm -hmm. there is only so much that we can do but what we can do like because i don't want to be here saying all of these negative stuff we do need to analyze why the system is the way it is and recognize the issues that are in it like one thing i know i do literally go to university no offense to university of oslo but universities as a whole are starting to become less a center of education and more like a business like thing this is why i think that back in the day if you wanted to become a carpenter or a plumber you could literally just follow your dad to work follow your uncle or anyone who works in that business stick around for a minute and that's like a diy apprenticeship you know Mm -hmm. there's no certificate that comes out of that it's just the experience and the practice 
But tell me why nowadays, or at least in Ireland, there are now courses in our system called plumbing and carpeting. Like, you need a certificate, a diploma now, to do a job that you can literally learn on YouTube within three or four weeks. I just find it ridiculous now that they're making these courses that you still have to pay for to be able to do a job that you could learn for free. That's something that really pisses me off, but it's also something I only identified within like the last couple of weeks after researching and understanding the system that we've been brought up in. So I think when we continue to analyse and, you know, recognise um, problems like that, that's when, when we get more experience and when we become the main leading adults of society we can start inflicting those changes, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I think anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. important. But I mean, uh, also we have to reflect on the fact that this COVID thing, uh, it, was a, it was brand new for, for this generation mm-hmm. and the current people. Facts. And uh, same with the digital switch, uh, mm-hmm. to suddenly be on your computer for seven hours every day, whether you are studying or working, mm-hmm. that was... A slap in the face that was I think really hard for some people mm-hmm. and and as you go along you realize that okay uh, it's great there's some pros you're at home you can also do your other things you don't have to commute you don't mm-hmm. you don't have this certain stress but at the same time it's like yeah but I'm at home and I'm always at home <laughs> exactly. and and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and maybe I have you know a dog in the background a cat and and kids and, and a husband and you know or a collective that I live with people mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was new for everyone. 100%. And, and hopefully uh, next time there is another weird-ass bacteria <laughs> coming to haunt the planet, we'll be maybe more ready and yeah. more, okay, let's maybe not have Zoom meetings from 8 till 4 in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> or hopefully it won't be in our lifetime. I don't yeah. know if I'm going to experience to. again. I don't think it's going to. Like, the biomed in me is just like, that doesn't... Like, <laughs> I, I really hope that doesn't happen. I think we've had our fair share of ups and downs as this mm, in yeah, this generation. Maybe. And I also think, like biologically i don't think we're gonna have another major virus like that we've had a few monkeypox scares but nothing's ever gonna get as big as covid i i know i could be eating my words in the next few years but yeah let's just hope that science is correct on this one yeah fingers crossed knocking on wood right now (laughs) But, but then that doesn't stop us from designing a plan for a future generation and say okay if this happens this is how we're gonna do it yeah 100 so because I think it's it was hard during COVID and uh, and now uh, post COVID, as you say, you know, you realize mm. the system is flawed and and there are many things that don't function. And I I know many people post COVID that went back to work. They were really looking forward to go back to work, and they went to work and they got into depressions. Yeah. Because they were like, "Wow, well, what am I doing? Thank is you. this what I want? Working, you know, my ass off all day, mm-hmm. all night." for the same salary, for being with the same people, for, you know, like, it made no meaning anymore. Yeah. And it's very strange. And because sometimes you know those people and you're like, yeah, I mean, you do have a tough job and I don't know how you do it because Mm -hmm. I could, I would go mad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it took this pandemic Mm -hmm. for them to realize it. That's true. Um, But but it's harsh. I think it's really harsh. It really is. It really, really is. Damn. Like, Mm. it's crazy. And it's also been, sorry if I am no, I allowed to oh, no. um, but I think also with like students, I know my university saw a rise in um, 
suicides, actually, mm-hmm. the semester after COVID. Well, it's not even over yet, but yeah. and it was hard because they didn't have the mental health funding to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And the students didn't have the mental health to deal with going back to school. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of goes hand in hand with what you were saying about people in the workplace just struggling with being able to do stuff. Yeah. 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 It's 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 not simple because we realize, uh, as you said, you know, having the the funding and the people uh, able to help other people when it's a pandemic and everybody's stuck at home yeah. and then oh rely to the internet to see a psychotherapist <laughs> it's yep. like uh, i'm uh, not sure this is what i need right now honestly and you then know? it doesn't help either with like i said all mm. of the people saying oh get money quick this is how you're going to do amazon fba you're going to do stocks you're going to do crypto mm-hmm. you're seeing all these people quote unquote mm. making this big money doing minimal work and then you start questioning yourself like why am i here mm. why am i doing what i'm doing scammers honestly mm. compare <laughs> Is a thief, the thief of joy. Like honestly, it's crazy. It is. It really is. 